People's Church podcast. This is part two of our series, Streams, with a message entitled, Let Peace Reign, with Pastor Nelson Jones. Horatio Spafford wrote the song, It Is Well With My Song, With My Soul. It was a, he was a wealthy a business person from Chicago. He was a Christian, but there was a time in his life where it was kind of leading him into uh, different kind of choices in life, which would be uh, more sacrificial. God had really put on his heart the idea of mission. They were going to be going uh, over to uh, Europe and the Middle East. He uh, sent his family uh, ahead of him because at the last minute he had to cancel out of the ship. In those days, they went by ship. And he had to cancel out of the voyage because he had an important business thing that happened. And he remained behind. So his mother and daughters, or his wife and daughters, they uh, took the ship. Somewhere not far off of the coast of, of uh, the British Isles, the ship hit another ship. And uh, it went down. He received this telegram. And the telegram um, said this. I alone am saved. It was from his wife. He had now lost his family. He hopped the next ship that he could get going over. And when they got to the point where the ship went down, the captain of the ship he was on gave him the exact place where the ship with his family had gone down. And uh, it was at that time what he did was he, he didn't uh, do what you might have thought normally. He went to the, his cabin and he wrote that song. When peace like a river attendeth my soul. What's not known about that story often is that there was also with his wife, she had been rescued because some flotsam or some wood from the decking of the ship that went down had caught her and carried her to the surface and she was there unconscious on this board but she heard when she came to clearly the words from the Lord. I have a reason for you to still be here. The story goes on and it's later they leave their businesses, liquidate, move to Jerusalem and set up uh, a ministry to the poor. And there for the rest of their lives, they ran a ministry of service to the poor. It's quite a story. We want to talk about peace. It, this is an elusive subject. It, it, it's a hard subject to communicate, to isolate in truth in a way that you can just grab it in block letters because it's, it's almost something if you don't experience it, you can't experience it secondhand. Like, I cannot get you to experience the peace that I have experienced it's something you have to actually have yourself. It's kind of like, how many here like chocolate? Just be proud. 
The rest of you are liars. <laughs> Chocolate, can you, if you could ever think of being in a situation where you'd never tasted chocolate before, never done it, then all of a sudden, you get to taste chocolate. And then you want to tell somebody what that is. And you're like, wow, it, it tastes so, so chocolatey. The peace feels so peaceful. The chocolate just tastes so, is it sweet? Yeah, but it's not just sweet. It's, it's got layers to it. And I'm still discovering all the different forms of chocolate. How many here are still on that very same discovery process? There's all kinds of chocolate. <laughs> they keep inventing new ones, it seems. To describe experience, the only way that that person can really know Chocolate is to experience it. So I am talking directly to you today. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, this is the only way that you can experience peace. Because peace is something that you cannot experience unless you are at peace where it counts the most. There's many things that disturb our minds, disturb our hearts, disturb our peace. Little things, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It can be as simple as um, a person in a Toyota driving in front of you way too slow. It could be somebody cuts you off. It can be the eggs weren't done right. It can be the service is slow. It can be these little deals that doesn't matter. Yet they can disturb our minds and hearts. There's only one disturbance in your life that has the authenticity that is of the most importance and that is the disturbance that you have with God. And that's why Jesus came. He settled, he made peace with God for you. You have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. But that doesn't mean that you don't now still struggle. In fact, in the Christian life, when you've received Christ, you have received this peace with God. He's no longer at war with you because the ground that, was, that all of that battle grew out of was the ground of your sin. And your sin is forgiven in Jesus Christ. It's cleansed, it's done, it's not even in question, it's not even recorded. It's thrown into the deepest sea, it's forgotten, it's completely off the map. There is no recollection of it, it is finished, truly. Once that takes place though, so you've got now a growing of in peace, experientially moving from being at peace with God to the peace of God, which is another whole different thing and only possible once you have peace with God. If you don't have peace with God through Jesus Christ, you cannot know the, the peace of God. The peace of God is something that the scripture tells us, and we'll read it later, is it goes beyond the natural understanding. This is something why it's so hard to, ex to explain an experience with the peace of God. And yet there is this 
amazing transition in the Christian's life of growing all of the time into the peace of God. We have peace with God through Christ's work. We learn and we grow in the peace of God through letting that work happen in your life. More or less, it's still a battle of thrones. In writing to Christians, uh, James got really straight up about this. He said, look, guys, you might have peace with God. You might be Christians, but I want to tell you this, that you're still acting as if nothing has really changed. You're still filled with all of the wrong things. And he's saying, why is that? And then he explains why it is. And I'm going to read that verse with those verses for you when we start. He's talking to Christians here. He's talking to us. And in James 4, 1 through 10, it says, what is the source of conflict among you? What is the source of your disputes? Don't they come from your cravings that are at war within your own lives? You long for something you don't have, so you commit murder. You are jealous for something you can't get, so you struggle and fight. You don't have because you don't ask. You ask and don't have because you ask with evil intentions. To waste it on your own cravings. And then he says, you unfaithful people, don't you know that friendship with the world means hostility towards God? So whoever wants to be the world's friend becomes God's enemy. Or do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? Doesn't God long for our faithfulness in the life he has given to us? But he gives us more grace. That is why it says God stands against the proud but favors the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will run away from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Cry out in sorrow, mourn and weep. Let your laughter become mourning and your joy become sadness. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Oh, there is so much in here. I'm not gonna break it all down, but I'm going to tell you this. That if you wonder where everything that breaks peace, whether it is the physical peace, whether it is the spiritual peace, the emotional peace, the mental peace, no matter what peace that you want to talk about, the reason it gets broke is because of what resides in hearts. Peace is a hard thing to live in. It's a hard thing because it means that we have to make some pretty difficult choices and we have a throne in us that still battles God. We still want it our way. We still like to actually be in the control positions within our life to such a degree that peace eludes us. All believers are not quite at peace. Possibly You did not leave your family in peace this very morning. Wars occur even among people that love one another. Tempers that, evil tempers, cannot be bound over just to be forced to keep the peace. They they just take over. They come, see, there's many that come just with a disturbed mind. 
Our minds are disturbed. And then the littlest things start to turn us in our life to act in very wrong ways. You are having a throne struggle. That's what we are all struggling at times with. Our own little throne room against the throne room of God. But I love the verse that was in what we read where it says, but God gives us more grace. Grace is not just mercy to wipe out sin. Grace is power to change you. And that means that power exists because of through the yielding or surrendering, which Brenda just sung about beautifully, through the yielding or surrendering of our little throne rooms to the great king. Our hearts are changed. And, and what could not be, be grown in your heart before now can now be grown because peace will be there. So what is the path to inward peace? When the grace of God rests on you, the peace of God rules in you. When God's grace rests on you on a daily basis, when you don't treat it just like that one-time experience you know, uh, for salvation, but you treat it as a, as a life of sanctification or separation, a growth in the goodness and the character of the Lord, when you treat life with that seriousness and you get out of the throne room challenges and you start to yield and surrender, then the peace of God begins to rule in you. Because the grace of God is now resting on you. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Rule. This is something where he's saying, you've got to let him, his throne, he will not yield to your throne. Let the peace of Christ rule to rule means that you're giving Christ that full place. There is a, there is a genuine surrender. There is a leaning in. It, it gives you the grace that you need because you're humble enough to let his throne rule in your life. And as it does, frankly, peace starts to come. So when you have that struggle in your relationships, when all of a sudden peace is not there and you want what you want and you want to change this, you want this to be different and you begin to, to be the throne and the rule to make all of that happen. When bad things that have happened to you are not forgiven and left and you've got now the rule of, of a drive for your own forms of justice and judgment, whatever the condition, the peace will evade you. It can't rule in your life. Secondly, peace is not only the absence of conflict. Peace is also the presence of blessing. One way to take a look at your life, whether you're living in peace, is not whether you conflict a lot. Conflict is not actually the biggest breakage of peace. The biggest breakage of peace is that we don't understand that the grace of God is there to take us forward and not be stuck and so what we want to do is understand he has set up a pathway of blessing peace is the presence of blessing God wants to bless your life 
But he starts with where there's peace because wherever you want to fight him, however you want to fight him, however you want to stay, you know, somehow disconnected from him, you're maintaining a war that doesn't even exist from God's point of view because he's forgiven you at all. But you're maintaining a stance of individual autonomy in, in the face of God Almighty. And that's going to lead you away from the presence of blessing. God wants to bless your relationships. Sometimes we think we have a win when we, the conflict just ceases. No, now what are you building? What can be done? How can you, your, your relationship become more blessed? How can it become more joyful? How can it be put together a little more completely? How can there be more of a fullness of a sense of intimacy? How can that get greater? It has to start with peace. A peace that's positioned you for blessing. Here's some of the blessings. Order. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. God wants to come in and order your life and saying, here's how it should fall. Here's what's really important. This isn't so important. Here's where I want you to put your energies and your greatest efforts and here's where I want you to just not go down that path right now. I want order in your life. I want you to have the first things first. This is why a lot of relationships suffer. Our relationship with God and others. Even our relationship to ourselves suffers in this. We're out of order. We are in disorder. And so our minds are disturbed. Our hearts are disturbed. God wants to bring order and that strength because everything's where it needs to be. Your life is integrated. And fullness. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants you full of joy and peace. How does that gonna happen? As you trust him. What is trust? Your throne reigns. I've got order in my life. I'm trusting your order. And then you can overflow with hope. Completeness. Philippians 1, 6, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He wants to complete the work he began. He doesn't want you falling short of what he's making you. He wants to make you a person of joy and of peace. He wants to make you relationally rich. That means... You need peace. All of these things don't come if there's no peace. You must have the peace of God. Prosperity. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. When we settle the throne issues, that trust leads us into a true prosperity. A prosperity that says, God is my source and I have contentment because of that. Contentment is the truest form of prosperity. Tranquility. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace, him whose mind is stayed resting on you because he trusts in you. He trusts. You know, when we go into disturbedness in life, we want to take control. We want to just jump on, on, on the wheel and get control because we want to take charge in that environment. And, and God is telling us, hey, just, just settle back here a little bit. Trust me. 
Trust me. I've had something just this week where I was, Lord, do I move aggressively on this? Do I just jump in and go at this? What do I do? And I, everything in me wanted to. Everything in me was pushing me to jump in, take the wheel. Come on, let's jump in and, and just get this done and move on. And I felt his whisper saying, no, just, just settle back. Just be at peace. Oh, okay, well, I guess we're teaching me something for this weekend. Just be at peace. You need peace, Nelson, before we're gonna do anything here. Before I can do what I wanna do. Before I'm in charge of this problem, Nelson, you have to have peace. Because as long as you are in charge of the problem, you won't have peace, and that means I'm not in charge of the problem. Because if I'm in charge of the problem, you'll be at peace. Is God in charge of your problem? Health and well-being. More and more we've learned through modern medical science, the importance of peace to the health and well-being. Body, soul, spirit. I pray that God who gives peace will make you completely holy and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept healthy and faultless until our Lord Jesus Christ returns. He's saying, you want a source of strength. You have a weakening body all of the time, but you want to be as strong as you can be. You want to approach things with the best that you could bring to things. You want to be in a sense of well-being and health. I will tell you that that begins with the peace of God. I pray that God who gives peace will make you. Thirdly, the extent of his rulership in my heart is up to me because what we're learning in these scriptures is it's all coming down to his rulership. And if he really is the ruler, why would you be afraid? If he really is the God of all gods, if he is the God of eternity, and if his salvation has provided you with complete mercy and grace and provided you an eternity with him, and he has rescued you from death and brought you to eternal life, if he's truly done all of these things, and that's the big things, then don't you think he's certainly able to do what is necessary uh, in your life if, if you leave it up to him. How do you leave it up to him? I just let his rulership in my heart just invade every corner and say, God, I want your rulership on it all. But instead, it's, we go back to James 4 and it's, no, I want this, no, I want this. I don't want, and I don't want to, I'm gonna get it. And he's saying, no. Step back here. We need peace first. You need my peace. Because that peace is the evidence that my rulership is intact. Until you have that peace, I'm not the ruler. So you gotta have the peace before I'm the ruler. I gotta become the ruler. It's gotta have, you gotta have peace. You don't have, you will never be without his peace as long as he's ruler. So whenever I feel my spirit, my soul, my heart, my mind are really lost its peace, and this happens all the time, so much of this world right now feeds into this. I'm sad to see so many believers try to figure out the world rather than live the Christian life. There's nothing to figure out. It's all been stated. We know how this all goes. We know how it all ends. The magic of life when it comes to the Christian viewpoint, is living this Christian life with a peace 
of God that gives you a strength and a completeness that you are able to move into life strongly because life is filled with storms. They're gonna come your way. They have come your way. So you get to determine to the extent his rulership in your heart is really gonna be. Listen to this scripture. I will listen to God the Lord. He has ordered peace for those who worship him. He has ordered peace for those who worship him. What does it mean? Let's talk about worship. The type of worship peace requires It says, be full of the joy of the Lord always. I will say again, be full of joy. This is now out of Philippians, the joy letter. And he's writing about something that is gonna lead him to this understanding that peace that he's got, it can't be understood. It's just supernatural. This comes from God. I shouldn't have this peace. And he starts with worship. Your worship needs to be full of joy in the Lord always. There's a lot of things not to be joyful in life about. I don't know about you, but the headlines, they, they de-energize you. I mean, everything about you know, this world uh, in, in whatever's around us right now is just like the worst news possible, it seems, in so many ways. And we can be sitting there just kind of going through the doldrums of life and lose our peace, and we stand not in a place of strength, but of weakness in these times. You want to be strong in this day then, and in the time of struggle you might be going through personally, then you start with joy in the Lord. Why joy in the Lord? Because he's got it, folks. It's his throne that makes all things right. And when you yield and surrender that and you begin a worship that is touching him because of joy that he brings... This is why a man can go to his cabin and write a song of worship in the center of great loss. There was a lot of other paths to take at that time if he wanted to. But there was only one path that would reestablish God's throne over top of this horrid experience. And it was worship. And it begins with joy, rejoicing in him, not all the bad things that happen. I rejoice in him. He's got it, who he is. I trust him. And then it goes on and it says, let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. That, that, gentle and kindness is the magic of relationships. If you don't learn gentleness and kindness, you're not gonna do well at relationships. Because gentleness and kindness allows you to be able to function no matter what you know, flare-ups are going on with the right spirit. Christ is able to bring his peace. You're operating from a spiritual peace that begins with him, not a circumstantial peace. Goes on and it says the Lord is coming soon. Thrown right in there. Do you know what he means? It's the next thing. Do not worry about anything. He's saying, the Lord's got all this. He's the one that's in control of all the data points. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need. Always giving thanks. And God's peace, which is so great, we cannot understand it, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I am so concerned about 
the hearts and minds of believers. The hearts and minds of believers in this day and age have lost contact with the peace of God. And it has driven you into not a beautiful place of gentleness and thanksgiving and it has stolen your joy and you're not in a position of strength. I'll tell you, sitting by the ocean watching the waves come in all day long will never give you this kind of peace. We know that mental health right now in our society is one of the number one things that we are struggling with. We understand uh, right now that we have a whole population that has been greatly and deeply disturbed. I expect that when there is not Christ at the center of life. But when Christ is at the center of life, you and I have some choices available to us and the first is get down on your knees like the song that she just sang. We get down on our knees and the worship starts and the joy comes not because things are great but because he's great. All of the things he just listed, then you pray thankfully, you give thanks, you do all of this He says, then you're going to get this peace. So the first is full of joy. He just says, say again, be full of joy. I just, be full of joy. How many times when you go through something really, really difficult, have you lost that joy? You say, well, I'm not going to be happy about that. I'm not going to ask you to be happy in the first place. But to lose your joy in God means you've lost contact with the throne room of God. And all things are subject to that throne room. No matter what you've experienced, no matter what you've gone through as a believer, you've got this throne room that rules over all things. Be full of joy. There is purpose. She comes up floating on floatsome. She's lost her daughters and she hears, I've got reason for you still to be here. That's the point in life where you lose your life completely to the experiences of life or you regain a faith and a joy that goes far deeper than that. And there's a peace that comes out of that that sustains a strength in life that God's got it all. He's got your daughters that just went to be with him. He's got his hand upon all of the losses of your life. He's got his hand upon your bad choices. He's got his hand upon your good choices. He's got his hand on the throne rooms of the kings of the world. He's got his hands in that. He is in charge. He's always been in charge. Will always be in charge. So you can always be in joy about that. Be gentle and kind. When I lose my gentleness and my kindness, I know I have lost peace. The peace of God. And I'm now reacting in something that's like, I'm angry or I've got this overriding sorrow or there's things that are grabbing me that I want this change and I I feel justified in movement to get my throne room back rather than find myself before him and beginning to worship him. 
gentleness, kindness. If you're not treating your spouse with gentleness and kindness, you do not have the peace of God. If when you go through financial trouble together and you get out of sorts because of that, you need the peace of God. When you go through times of health problems or issues and it shatters you and moves you into an angry, worrisome, anxious state, you need the peace of God. Where does it come from? Only from him having the throne, the rulership. Gentleness and kindness. Another one, no worries. Through prayer about everything. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks. So he says this, do not worry about anything. Pray about everything. He asks, ask him for everything you need. And then don't worry. Anxiety right now is killing people. I mean, literally. Anxiety that my life's not working out the way that it is, that this world is such an evil place and it's all falling apart and what's the hope? Where is there any hope in this world? You know, there's all kinds of negative messaging that's growing in our society, but may it not grow in the hearts of believers because our messaging doesn't come first from the news. It comes from the throne of God. You can pray about everything you need and then trust. That will bring you contentment, which is peace. And always give thanks. Why thanks? Because a lot of times we're asking, but we're not in touch with the answers and we're not celebrating, we're not thankful. Our hearts are all about the receiving, but it's not in that thankfulness. Self-centeredness. will destroy the peace of God in your life very quickly. Self-centeredness will destroy the peace in your marriage. Self-centeredness will destroy the peace within you. It will destroy peace between friends. Self-centeredness will destroy peace in the world. Right now, look at the peace situation, not just in Europe, all around the world. What's the problem? God's throne. in the hearts of believers is not being firmly established. You want peace in charge. There's only one king of peace on the night of the first advent. He appears to the shepherds in the sense of the angels and their messages. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men on whom God's favor rests. That's grace. When grace rests on your life, Christian, peace can rule in your hearts. But grace will never, never rest upon the hearts of those that are prideful, self-centered. We need to get to a humbleness. There's gonna be areas right now in your life 
where you know that your peace is disturbed, your mind and your heart are disturbed. I want to tell you, believer, right now, you don't need to live in that disturbance. What you want to do is do what James tells us when he says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. He's saying humbleness is the key. Reestablish humbleness. Quit trying to be a person that's trying to control the world. Rather, be controlled by the throne room of God. Surrender afresh to God. Humble yourself before him. If you are struggling in relationships and you are in a place where it's all based on who's right and who's wrong and who did what, and you need to come to the peace of God. You need to come to a trust. You need to trust God. If you are in a relationship that's suffering in, in its joy and it's suffering because you know you guys are just kind of barely making it through on something, you need to get into the throne room of God and you need to get peace of God in your life. You're at peace with God, believer. But working the peace with God into a peace of God in our lives is a lifelong, everyday journey of decisions and the basic component is a humbleness that recognizes his throne and abandons our own. Get off your throne. Let him have that place. And I promise you, the moment his throne room is freshly established, you will have peace. You might not have everything worked out. It might not go all the ways you want, but you will have peace, peace, peace. Your struggle is not to get God to fix everything. Your struggle must be for God to rule everything. When we apply our faith to God fixing this, fixing that, fixing this, we're missing the first requirement. God, here's your best prayers. Rule this. This is in my heart. This is in our relationship. Rule it. Reestablish your rule. I surrender. I am choosing humbleness. I own my stuff. I want to own my stuff, Lord, before you. And, and I pray that you'll work with that other person's heart. I, I, I repent from being the manipulative kind of person trying to bring them under my authority of my throne room. God, I just reestablish again your throne. I humbly reestablish your rule. Your prayers need to lead his rule because where if he rules you've got the peace of God if you've got the peace of God oh my gosh you lack nothing you can walk through stuff you can write hymns in cabins where your family went down But it takes the peace of God to do that. I'll say a few more words to finish, strong words. Too much Christian teaching today is about fixing. We need to have a teaching that really reinforces living out the rule of our Lord. To reinforce 
the throne so that we walk in peace. And then you'll have a peace that the world will not understand. A peace that passeth all understanding. All understanding. And that peace will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So if last night your heart and mind were chasing the fixes all the time and the anxiety of the gaps where you can't fix it, change your approach. And make it an approach instead of saying, there's only one thing that's going to keep my heart and my heart and my mind, and that's his peace. And the only way I get his peace is to have his rule. Humble yourself and let him rule. If you do these things, you can have peace right now that is of God. Christian, you've been at peace with God ever since you decided to receive him into your life. But the peace of God may be a daily and maybe a constant struggle. You want to understand that this is something that you have to work at because you have to work at humility and humbleness. He's done all the work for the peace with you. You do the work for the peace of God in you by surrender and yielding and humbleness. And now peace will be in charge. You will know it. Now, when your peace gets disturbed today or tomorrow, would you quickly remember these comments? When your mind is starting to get, even by the smallest things, going down this way and that way, and your peace and mind, your mind and heart are getting disturbed. I watched a thing this week just in our own gathering room here. One child was playing with another child and then the, uh, gave him a push and he hit his head on, a, on an edge. And, and, and I watched the transformation from the laughter to the uh, hurt owie to the, what's next? Anger. Chasing the other one. And I thought, wow, Lord, that's what we're doing. Remember these words when your peace is disturbed. You determine the extent of its rule. It's up to you. You choose your king. And you say, I've done that. No, no, every day, in every disturbance, in every challenge, in every war that you go through, choose your king. Choose your king. But you don't know how bad I went. Choose your king. Would you stand with me, please? Fathers, we bow our heads to close this service. You know our lives and you know where wars and conflict come from and they come from within us. We recognize your scripture is true. We recognize that it's true in our lives far too often that we find ourselves parked in conflict zones because there's always things to conflict with. There's always these gaps in life. There's always the things to fix and solve and we lack the abilities to do so and we know that leads to anger which comes out of pain, which comes, oh Lord. You know us, you know us, you know us. 
But Lord, we want peace reestablished in our hearts. So wherever you are needing peace again, would you just in your quiet prayer right now to close this service, lift up that area. And don't lift it up with, here's the problems, here's just, just that. Just lift it up first with this the humbleness that says, God, here's some areas that I need peace. We need peace. This is where if we don't get this peace. If I don't have this peace, God, it's just, it's destroying me, Lord. My life, I'm losing it to these cycles of disturbance in my heart and my mind. I choose your throne room. I humble myself and I yield these issues to you. I give you these disturbances. I pray that you will meet the needs of these. I offload them to you. I give you the burden, as you said, to bring to you. I give it to you because I don't want to waste any more days squandering the most precious gift of the peace that only you can give that transcends all understanding. I want peace. So may your throne rule and reign. I surrender afresh all of these things. I want you to have the whole territory fresh again. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. If you find this program helpful or would like to learn more, please give us a call 780-539-0572 or email mail at peopleschurchgp.com.